Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Olivia Newton-John. We did a little bit of it on Patreon, but we'll do it for the regular folks, too. Huge hit for Olivia Newton-John. Early, before Grease. This is before Grease, before Xanadu, before she was a real big star. This is straight off the boat from Australia, Olivia Newton-John. 74? 74, 74, I'm going to say 74. 75. 75, son of a bitch. 74 was if you love me, let me know. Also good. Wow. Well, anyway, 73 years old, Libby Doon John. Who didn't love her? We won't spend too much time on it because I feel like it's been covered over and over again. Seemed like a great lady. You just hear people talking about how wonderful she was. John Travolta posted something nice about her, of course. Marie Osmond. These are the people I follow on Instagram. Marie Osmond posted they were good friends. Belinda Carlisle, good friends. And people just loved her. Everybody, you know, just posting glowing things about her, how wonderful she was. And there she's battling breast cancer for many, many years. And finally succumbed to it, 73 years old. Um, and we loved her. We loved her over here on cover to cover. I loved her, but you know, individually myself, Chris Frangiola as a gr- fan of Greece and all things seventies and eighties and physical and all the things, the physical video I watched after the reason why we started with Olivia and John is another reason, not just because she died is because after she died, like the, now the top 10 on billboard charts is like eight mm-hmm. songs by Olivia and John, yeah. that being one of them. So, and like four, the album charts are like four mm-hmm. Olivia New John albums. So good for her. The money will all go to her cancer fighting fund that she has. And there you go. Everything will all work out in the end, hopefully. And um, that's the reason we started with Olivia and John. Rest in peace. What more can we say about it? Uh, 73 years old, you know. It's unfortunate. But uh, the, people, are, people are going. People are going. I just read. 
Steve Martin. Steve mm. Martin does, does, does an article in the Hollywood Reporter interview, and he says, this is it. He's got that new that show out with Martin Short and Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. uh, Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. And he says, this is going to be it. This is, once I'm done with this show, that'll be it. He's 77 years old. And he said, I don't, I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Thank you very much. I'll do a little touring. Him and Martin Short do a tour together. And if you don't think it's funny, I, it's on Netflix. The Martin Short, Steve Martin documentary. I highly recommend it. They are pros. And it's good. And they're selling big venues. And they go out and do that a little bit. And he'll do his music. You know, Martin. I mean, um, Steve Martin does a ton. He's mm-hmm. doing fine. And there you go. He's getting out. And we talk about it on this podcast all the time. Just people are getting out. They get enough is enough. What am I? What more can I do here? Steve Martin's been around for fifty years. Mm-hmm. I don't need it anymore. Please let me be. He's given you all he can give you. And as as have have we here over at Cover to Cover? We've given you. Here we are. Wednesday, hundred and five degrees. My family's in Malibu. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They're in Malibu enjoying life. I'm here in the garage, the hot garage. We have to turn off the air conditioning for it to sound issues. Sound better. And uh, and we're you know it's hot. It's hot in the garage. All my other friends, my New York friends, they're all at the Met game today. The Mets are playing the Cincinnati Reds, one hundred five in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all there. They're texting me from the Met game. Here I am delivering. Unlike Steve Martin, I'm not quitting. Nope. I'm going. Still going. And there's some other people who are quitting whether they want to or not. And I read a fascinating article last night about Fred Savage. Now, we talked about Fred Savage. We talked about him being fired from the Wonder Years mm-hmm. reboot. He was directing. He was executive producer, all that. And, you know, there was, there was rumblings of, uh, of on-set uh, inappropriate behavior on set. Mm-hmm. And some women had complained to Disney Disney let him go, and but we never got the details. Like, what exactly was it? Now, he had had other issues in the past when he was on Wonder Years or whatever show he was on when he was 16. Some people had complained. He was grabbing asses of makeup artists or whatever the case may be. And then other people will tell you he's the greatest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. So I see this article come out in The Hollywood Reporter. What really happened on the set of The Wonder Years? Yeah. So why not read it? So I go and read this article on, on Fred Savage. Now, I don't know anything about Fred Savage. I don't necessarily care about Fred Savage. I, I mean, I guess I watched The Wonder Years. I, sure, it was a good show. I liked it. And, uh, and he's always been around. He seems like one of those guys who's been around. Mm-hmm. And so it says four or five women complained about different things. Now, you go on to read these stories, and every one of these women keeps saying the same thing. Like, he's Fred Savage when he's around the actors and the high up people on the set, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the Fred Savage. We, the cutesy Fred Savage, everybody loves. Okay. But then when he's going, they call below the line people, whoever, you know, they, they they might consider that on the set of a TV show. I've been on a lot of sets, Alex Mm -hmm. and uh, below the line people, makeup, hair, whatever the case, I don't know that considered below the line as important as everybody on the set. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to tell yourself. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, and, and, and so he was, and they said he, his eyes just, his eyes got dark when, when he turned, he would turn on a dime and become a different person mm-hmm. and get dark eyes. Five different people mentioned mm-hmm. how his eyes became like that of a shark or something. Yes. And then he was all hands and uh, okay. But then odd behavior, like weird things like, um, 
you know, just, I guess he, this thing filmed in Atlanta, this mm-hmm. one to years. They were filming in Atlanta. He seems to be a married man with four, three or four kids, I've read. But I guess he's in Atlanta and he's got an apartment in Atlanta to, to uh, you know, he's a direct, he's directing the series. So he guess he's going to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's having young, young women from the set. Now, I don't think they're underage, but they're 21 yeah. and he's 47. And he's having them live, one of them's living at the house. And they, it seems like they're a couple or whatever. So there's a, some other people on the set who are trying to protect this woman. And that's okay. why they complained. They're like, I, she was 21, he's 47. So I went to Human Resources of Disney and I said, just keep an eye. Hey, and I was like, yeah. all right, well. You might have a problem. That's fair. Th- listen, all right, it is fair. But also, if this girl's up for it and he's up for it, then what is it any of your business? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? That's, your, that's just devil's advocate we're playing there. Yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, then just an- another odd story a woman tells about, he seemed to really take me under his wing. I was new to the set. I was into, I wanted to write. I wanted to be a comedian. I was into comedy, but I was working on the set and he seemed to, he came to my shows and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'd like to see this girl. Let's see yeah. this 22 year old. He's really interested in her comedy yeah. career. Let's you know, so how, yeah. yeah, let's see what she looks like. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then it's, I guess he, he got real physical with this one. It was at a bar. Everybody went to a bar after the tapings of the, of the wonder years. Everybody went up to, you know, whatever. Jimmy goes, Jimmy McFuck sucks. And, mm-hmm. and they went to, and had a couple of beers. The next thing you know, this guy, this Fred Savage follows this girl into a bathroom and just starts making out with her. And the girl's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And then, of course, he sent a text to her. Like, real sorry, I want to be friends. And she shows the text to the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. journalist. You know, here's a text from him. So, listen, it doesn't look good for Fred Savage. No. Did he do anything horrible, horrible, horrible? I, I, it doesn't look like it from this article, but, you know, I mean, these people, here's what I don't understand. Now, as a guy who's been on shows, been on many shows, I don't understand. And, and I, I, maybe this is just because I'm a wonderful, wonderful person. I just don't understand the, the fucking at work. It's Mm-mm. never been something I've been into. I, for the thousand reasons, I, I, I've written on shows with all women for the most part. Most of the shows I've written on are run by women. There's women, most of the writing staff is women. And I never felt the need or mm-hmm. uh, not, not for any other reason. And I was just like, I don't know. They're my friends. I, would, I wouldn't cross a line like that. And also... I don't even like to mix the two worlds. No. Like I'd rather go home and have a whole well, torrid, weird yeah. life. You know, back in my Chelsea Lately days, I was a I was a wild man. I don't need these people knowing the kind of horrible mm-hmm. things I was doing when I was, you know, when I was out at bars by myself and mm-hmm. in the valley, you know, who I was running around with. And I one guess. time, one time, I remember, and this is why I didn't do it. I had had a, a girl that I was running around with. I forgot. She's a nice girl, still kind of a friend. I don't want to say her name, but she's a bit of a enhanced, for lack of a mm. better term. She's yeah. a bit enhanced. Mm. Okay, is that a good term? Yeah. She's pretty fucking enhanced yeah. in, the, in many areas. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's not normally my style, but uh, once again, I was out of my mind. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't. But when be, you're in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the valley. I was on Chelsea lately. I was, this was many years ago, back at different times. And I'm running around, and I run into Chelsea Handler with this girl. (laughs) And Chelsea sees her. She's like, like, what the fuck is that? I was like, all right, please, let's let's give the girl a break. 
And, of course, you know, Chelsea had a few winners, so she's being Chelsea. And the girl walks up to, you know, she's excited to meet her. Uh-huh. And Chelsea says something along the lines of, oh, you're, you look so natural or something, which couldn't be further from the truth. And I was like, all right, that's it. Never right, again. Never go. again would I mix these two worlds. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I subject myself to this kind of behavior? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and then I was thinking back as I'm reading this Fred Savage article. Because he'd been in all sorts of set issues, mm-hmm. he had an issue with on the, uh, several other shows. When he was shows. sixteen, he was that sued. one, and then another one on a, on a, a show recently, and uh, and it was just it's just like go home or go out to you're a Fred bar. Savage. You're Fred Savage, like yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with all the Johnny Depp and just what are you doing? There's with a the, million swanky bars in town where I girls are hanging out exactly, waiting to waiting meet waiting for you, Fred Savage, waiting for you. I know you don't have to do anything weird. I just, I just don't. And then I guess I was trying to think about other jobs. Like I never was really like a hookup guy at jobs. And then I was like, well, maybe like when I was waiting tables and stuff, because mm-hmm. that's just what the restaurant oh, business was. That industry is. I a mean, let's terrible face it. And it, honestly, even then, it wasn't even that crazy. Like one, maybe one or two hostesses I dated, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I just never was my scene. Thank God. Because now I don't have to deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm working anyway. Nobody's hiring me for anything, and I'm and I'm a stand up above the board mm-hmm. guy. I but Hollywood doesn't want that. They want they love the fucking weirdos. Yeah. And I'm glad that the whistle has been blown on this shit because everyone knew. Now it comes out. Everybody knows Fred Savage is a scumbag. Yeah, some people liked him, of course, but mm-hmm. if, I mean, if somebody liked Hitler too. You know what I mean? Yeah. A couple of people. It's just it, it, I'm not not comparing Fred Savage to Hitler, everybody, but you know, it's not far off. Uh, so it, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just wild behavior. Now the other now another one I want to talk about is Ezra Miller. I keep reading about this fucking guy, Ezra Miller, who's going to be the Flash. Okay. I keep re- now. First of all. And I'm, I'm just wild stories about this guy, just completely insane, just in bars in Hawaii, punching people out, living on some, you know, commune in Hawaii and getting in trouble in, on a oh, commune in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Then I'm reading a story just two days ago. He gets arrested in, in uh, Virginia or Vermont, I think Vermont, uh-huh. for stealing liquor out of somebody's house. And I'm like... And, and felony burglary. Felony burglary, wow. yeah. Stealing like liquor bottles out of somebody's home. And they're like, did he know the people? Did he not know the people? How did he get, whatever. Here's the thing. And now I, I'm like, wait, do, is, this, is the Flash out? Like, do I, is this guy in? Like, I don't know anything about Marvel. I don't give a shit about superhero movies. Mm-hmm. I see them, you know, and if they're on at a, you know, on TV, I'll watch them or on a plane. I'll be like, okay, it was fine. Yeah. I certainly don't put on the outfit and go down to Comic-Con or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I don't care all You're that not, much about the casting of them yeah. i don't go protest when they cast michael keaton as batman mm-hmm. or anything like that <laughs> you know but this so i'm not like like i keep hearing about he's the flash ezra miller like who the fuck is ezra miller mm-hmm. like am i supposed to know who this guy is no. this weirdo have you seen i but then i'm like so i need to watch the flash mm-hmm. i guess or to look at this guy and I'm like, I see the Flash hasn't even come out yet. This, isn't even, this movie's not even no. released. And this guy's acting like a fucking complete insane person every day. Like he's off his rocker. I don't know if he's a drunk or drugs or just has got a screw loose. And this goes this Hollywood, this Fred Savage, this guy, Kevin Spacey, all of them. Mm-hmm. I, there wasn't another person. Because I know what it goes to, especially when you're dealing with something as big as the Flash. Like to get somebody to play the Flash. The amount of auditions you got to go through, mm-hmm. the amount I would imagine, 
some kind of background checks or not even that, just yeah. talking amongst people. Hey, thinking about casting this Ezra Miller as Flash. You guys know anything about him? Do I know anything about him? He stole liquor out of my house last week. Like that's yeah. got to be known in the Hollywood world that this guy's a... Listen, I don't know audition a ton. But every now and again, I'll go to audition rooms and I'll sit in audition rooms and I fucking hate it. There's nothing worse. Nothing will make you leave Hollywood faster than sitting in audition rooms with people who are professional auditioners. Yeah. that There's a whole slew of people who... I'll try and explain this to the best of my ability to not that you guys are lame and you know what you're talking, you know, you know your shit, but for those, if there are laymen out there, myself included, I don't know anything about this shit, but you're going to these every now and again, I'll get a shot. They'll be like, have Frangiola come in and read for this role. No chance in hell I'm ever getting it. And then of course have this, the same 15 people who come in and read for every role of my age and of my, mm-hmm. that the casting director knows we've, they've auditioned for everything we do. I, they know the producer, no director. There's a reason you'll see them and you'll go, that guy. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. My friend Carl McKinnon is a buddy of mine. We came out here to L.A. together. He, we grew up in Ron Conkerman together. He's one of my dearest friends. I've known him forever. He was actually on this podcast years ago, owns restaurants here in L.A. He's one of these guys. He does a ton of work on every fucking TV show. He's on a thousand shows. And he, he goes in every day because mm-hmm. they're like, bring in McKinnon because... He's normal. He's not going to cause any trouble. He'll show yeah. up on time. He knows his lines. We only got six days to shoot the show. He's not going to be. A, he's not going to steal liquor out of anyone's house. Mm-mm. So get him, <laughs> yeah. and and we can go home. That's what everybody wants. So you'll see these same people over and over again, and they all know each other. You walk into these audition rooms, like, hey Jimmy, hey Steve, hey blah blah. You know who I was? A, the one guy I was always in audition rooms with. Went back when I was doing such things, and I once again I'm gonna tell you, I was I hated it, hated it, hated it. I was mortifying in every level. I, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at auditioning. I wasn't good at any of it. They didn't care for me. They didn't want me there because they got their people. Mm-hmm. I was always in audition rooms with Brian Callen. Ah, yeah. We're of the same age. We mm-hmm. kind of have a similar look. We have a similar vibe, whatever the fuck case may be. Uh, now, this is one of those guys. I know, he's a, I know he's an improv guy, and he's not a bad person. Listen, if you're not a woman. You know, you know what I mean? Like I've heard stories, but you've all heard the stories. Mm-hmm. But I guess, to you know, I, I've met him a couple of times and he seems okay. I don't know. But, you know, fuck him if he's doing the things people say he's doing. But so he's one of these dudes just out of his mind mm-hmm. doing push-ups in the middle of the, of the audition room, you know, punching the walls and breathing exercises and i'm like what the fuck i mean this is for a guest starring role that's gonna pay mm-hmm. 650 dollars on a tv show nobody's gonna watch yeah you don't gotta do 45 push-ups who gives a fuck mm-hmm. but he's one of those guys and the other one that i was always in audition rooms with was seth meyer's brother oh yeah seth meyer's he's got a brother you probably recognize him if you saw him he's kind of in a lot of shit and he looks just like seth meyer's he's like a little more handsome version of seth meyer's and I was always in audition rooms with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said. Yeah, he is handsome. What's his name? Chris Myers? Jo- uh, let me see. Uh, Josh Myers. Josh Myers, yeah. Anyway, he was another one. Always there. And always, everybody knows everybody. Shaking hands. Blah, 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 blah. So I would imagine if you're getting up to the to, to where you're starting to do Flash. The Flash. Mm. You know, this is huge. Superhero movies. Superhero movie. You're getting a part. You've got to go through 35 rounds of auditions. Mm-hmm. 
And you, this Ezra Miller has been in the business, I guess, for a while. He didn't come, come from, uh, you know, working at Trader Joe's. No. He's been, he's probably a kid actor who's been a troubled piece of shit for a long time. And nobody knows this. Nobody goes, nobody. Hey, you're going to cast Ezra Miller? He, he, he guy lives on a commune. With, he runs around no pants on in Hawaii with weirdo, you know, picks up hitchhikers and brings them to his commune and punches them in the face. Like, mm-hmm. these are the things he's been accused of. Steals liquor at from Vermont and, and these are franchise movies where you got, this is going to be a movie where it's going to make $700 million. Then you're going to make seven of them mm-hmm. and you need this guy who plays flash. I guess he runs fast. I don't know what the yeah. fuck flash does. He's got to, he's got to show up on time every day. He's got to be no problems. He's got to go on the red carpet. He's got to be nice to people. He's got to shake hands. Mm-hmm. He's got to do foreign press. He's got to be nice and shake hands. I'll give you another example of a guy. That's why it works continuously. Keanu Reeves. Now, Keanu Reeves exactly. yeah. is the type of guy. Now, I would say that I'm, uh, this is coming from nothing. I don't know anything about it, but I do know about it because I've worked with him on several different occasions. And the man is just almost too nice because we were, we were monsters on Chelsea Lately. And I th- maybe I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Now, here's this Keanu Reeves, who's got to do, he's got some terrible movie that's one of his, one of his rare bombs. Mm-hmm. It was called uh, Ronin something. Ronin. Ronin something about, uh, he was like a Japanese it, fighter. Yeah. Or was something. it a number? Ronin? Yeah, Ronin 13 or Ronin yeah. some shit. Whatever. It was Ronin. It was a bomb. But anyway, I had to go to Japan uh, <laughs> once. You know, listen, I told you, I, shit was wild back in 10, 15 years 47 ago. 47 Ronin. Ro- there you go. 47 yeah. Ronin. Now, w- shit was wild mm-hmm. back in the show. And they would fly me, Brad Wallach, a guy named Ryan, Ryan Bassford, and Chewy Bravo. They would fly us all around the world to do these press junkets for, I'm talking giant movies that had nothing but budgets to spend. And they'd be like, we're flying everyone in mm-hmm. to do, um, you know, to, to Fast and the Furious 7. We're flying everyone to London. Everybody, not just Chelsea lately. We're flying the guy who works at Penny Saver. <laughs> right, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not fucking around. To London, putting him up so he can interview, you know, I don't know, fucking uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker at mm-hmm. the time. So I went on the, I went there, I went to Saudi Arabia, I went to, you know, I went to, uh, to, to Tokyo to work with Keanu Reeves. Now this poor Keanu Reeves knows this movie's a fucking piece of shit. And... He's, he's got a, seen it first. Oh, he's seen yeah. it first. He's been in it. He's mm-hmm. worked on it. And he's got to do American press. He's, so he, it opened in America. He's got to do all the press here, red carpets. And then he's got to do Tokyo press. Mm-hmm. Okay? And here he comes. That's where I am. I'm in Tokyo with him. And he's just the nicest guy to everybody. Like a thousand fucking people he's got to talk to up this red carpet. And this is what I'm saying. This Ezra Miller is going to have to do this when this movie comes out. Yeah. He's got to walk up and talk to everybody if they want this movie to make money and they want these people to write nice things about the movie so people go out and see it. This asshole is not going to do that. He can't even see. He's a fucking crazy person. So So in the last year alone, he's been charged with assault, felony theft. um, Right. And uh, grooming a minor. Yeah, yeah, there was was like a grooming a minor thing. That was on some some other thing that that he... this compound that he lives on. Mm, yeah, I mean, all, okay. and that's all this year. And the, here's the other thing. I can't 
get a job in this town. I can't. No. It's amazing to me. Like outside of what I do here and it's successful. So to the person who wrote on my Facebook wall mm. and they wrote this seriously, because I we joke on here saying I, I can't go into my house after this is over because there's a lot going on inside my house mm-hmm. that I can't, I have to go find things to do. So I joined Planet Fitness. Oh. We'll get to that in a second, it's a everybody. It's a gym. No, Alex, I just had my first two sessions. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. You're Let looking me... good already. Oh, son of a bitch. You are such an asshole. I, th- I was wondering why Listen, your abs are, were you popping. Keep, you're still going? <laughs> you're still going? This guy is worse than Ezra Miller. He really is. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I, I we'll get to uh, Now I'm off course. Let me stay with the, what I'm talking about. Keanu Reeves. Okay, so here that's why Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. Everybody wants to work with him. He's still working. He's still above the fucking title movie star. You know, has huge hits because he's a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't even, like, we wanted him to do horrible things to Chewy Bravo. That was the bit. Yeah. We flew to Tokyo to do, have him call Chewy a stupid midget. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we thought. That was the joke on Chelsea lately. We've been running with it for eight years. We're not going to stop now. Mm Mm-mm. We listen, we weren't nice people, but it was paying the bills. And, you know, we told Keanu, say this to him. And Keanu's like, I know, I'm not saying that. I would never do that to this this person. I would never do these type of things. And even when we, we interviewed him on the red carpet, we had like joke questions for him. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad, you know, because I had orders. I, they were coming from above. Yeah. You know, ask him these questions about Chelsea. Do you, do you, do you like her big tits? And these are, yeah. these, this was the, the show. Mm-hmm. And I, he's so nice that I was like, I can't ask him about Chelsea's big tits. Yeah. He, he doesn't play like that. That's mm. his, not his game. No. And I was like, oh, so sad. Paul Walker, that guy too. He was like so nice. It was like, oh, I got you got to make me do these horrible things to Paul Walker. This guy doesn't. He's a good guy. Yeah. I get, now I've heard things about him too, but hey. I don't know. Hey, listen. listen, he was nice to me. But anyway, that's so. I this Ezra Miller is shocking to me. What do you do with Flash now? Like, do you release it with this guy? Do you just scrap it? Because they just scrapped. This is all fascinating stuff, and maybe this is a boring episode, but this is a Hollywood episode. I'll get to about the stuff in a second. We got some good stuff mm-hmm. to talk about. They just scrapped Batgirl. Batgirl. Okay. Now, I would imagine this is a big, giant big movie. Dollar. Yeah. This has got to be a $100 million movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know the girl playing Batgirl. I think she was in uh, West Side Story, I had heard. Mm-hmm. But not certainly not a, a big role, at least not what Nothing it stood huge. out to me. Yeah. And But nobody big, which is kind of a mistake. We've tried that before. Like, who do we make Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Some Jimmy nobody, because Iron Man will sell the tickets. Eh, make it Robert Downey Jr. Okay, mm-hmm. that's going to sell a fucking ticket. Sure enough, so you got to get somebody who kind of somebody knows. I, that's why I think the casting of Ezra Miller is kind of a mistake. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, unless I'm not telling DC how to do their business, but I'm telling you how to do your business. Okay, so they just scrap Batgirl. Okay. It's done. It's done. It's finished. This girl, nobody gives a fuck about Leslie that girl. Grace. That's Leslie her Grace. Mm-hmm. Oh, exa- who? Exactly. Yeah. Leslie Grace. Oh, you know, from Step Up 2. (laughs) Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah, that's what she's I mean, come on. Who gives a shit about Leslie Grace? Now, I know Batgirl's probably going to sell a couple tickets, but nobody cares. Yeah. Okay. Then Michael Keaton's back in this one. Brendan Fraser, too. Brendan Fraser plays the the villain. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton's back as Batman. Mm -hmm. Already, like, whoa, sign me up. They threw in the garbage. They just think, not only are you not going to see it on a big screen, 
You're not going to see it on any streaming platforms. Nothing. <laughs> we burned the masters. Crap. We like burned them. Throwing it in yeah. the garbage. Eighty million dollars. Like what is going on? So do the same. You got to do the same thing to Flash. Mm-hmm. Throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Start over again. Get somebody else's Flash. Brendan Fraser. Get that fat bastard get to run back. around fast. Oh, boy. I'm looking at. So the. Uh, did you read about Ezra Miller's harassment allegations from June? Uh, I kind of. I mean, I had I mean, read it. It's, he I, showed up to these people. I keep house. reading the headlines of these Ezra yeah. Miller stories, and I'm like, am I that interested to go yeah. with, like deep dive on Ezra Miller? But I finally have done it a little bit mm-hmm. because of this most recent Vermont yeah. grand theft deal. I mean, it's just it's pretty it's disturbing stuff. Showing up in a bulletproof vest, brandishing a weapon, hitting on their child. Yeah, you know? like he's completely he's crazy. And that is, I mean, th- there is more to that story mm-hmm. though. There's like a this. It's kind of an odd story. Yeah. We did, we did kind of read some details of it on Juicy Scoop, so it is. A bit oh, of a, okay. Yeah, it's kind of an odd story there, but just I mean, how many times does this Hollywood got to be burned? By, yeah. And you, the writing's on the wall of the Ezra Millers and the Brian Callens, mm-hmm. okay? I've said it. Listen, hire me. Am I going to be the best at it? Do, am I going to be able to run fast in your red suit? No, but you CGI that shit. All of a sudden, I'm, where, am I, where is He's he? He's been hitting Planet yeah. Fitness. <laughs> I was... I spent two days, about 25 minutes each day, at Planet Fitness. Right here in Northridge. I joined this Planet Fitness. I know. Come at me, everybody. That's not a gym for poor people and homeless. Okay, fine. Mm. I Listen, I don't want to hear it. That's who I am. I'm a man of the people. I go into Planet Fitness. I, 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 what am I going to do? I'm a 56-year-old man. What am I, I going to be, Flash? Yeah. I'm not going to be anything. Well, the problem is, is all the nice gyms in, in this city are all occupied by the Ezra Millers. And exactly. the girl I, that used to date that you met Chelsea Handler oh, with. Oh, Alex, all the, she is a nice I person. Know, Leave her alone. Leave her alone. But if you want to work out around normal people, you right. got to go to Planet Fitness. Well, this. okay, and you're right. Mm-hmm. But no, not only normal people. This is the strangest thing. I walk in there. It's got to be 1 o'clock in the afternoon on whatever it was on Monday. And I walk in, and it's pretty quiet, which is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's kids, like I'm a lot talking of younger people. No, not just. I'm not talking twenty one. I'm talking twelve. Yeah. And then I see a sign: kids work out free. School kids, mm-hmm. you could work out free all summer. Yeah. They keep them off the streets. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally like in there with twelve year olds, which mm-hmm. is like okay, fine. I guess like I when I was. I remember me and my friends wanted to go to like join a gym when we were fourteen to try yeah. and get girls and get muscle. Yeah, start whatever. working on the gun show. Yeah, so it was there was there was a bunch of little Mexican kids walking around, mm-hmm. not with parents, just like. But I guess it's better than fucking out there. When's back holding to school, up the liquor store? I imagine that'll go. It's going away quick. Yeah. It's going away soon. Like back to school. I can't put my finger on back to school anymore. Mm-mm. Used to be September when I was. My now, mom went back last. I week. I know. I see every fucking kid on Instagram back to school August for 1st. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, and he's standing in front of a rhododendron in his front yard. I'm like, <laughs> what? I mean, it's August. You're going back to school already? But mm-hmm. listen, send him back. It's not our world. That's it's not my world. It's mm. not my. It's not my world. I'm not. I'm a decent person. I'm not stealing anyone's liquor. Listen, if I need liquor, I will go buy it yeah. at a at a proper establishment, and uh, I will not steal it. I used to steal it, but this is a different situation. I was a cater bartender. Let me tell you, a great catering bartender. Sarah Colonna was involved too. Sarah Colonna was involved. I'm going to implicate her in this crime as well. Okay. Okay, you do these parties at these million, trillion mm-hmm. dollar homes, and you're the bartender, okay? They don't even know what they have. They're no. like, we bought $10,000 worth of liquor. You 
do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. What are I gonna? What are they gonna keep it? I did. I did a party at Les Moonves's house. Look what happened to him. Yeah, had his hands down everybody's pants, and it, it, it's probably because I left some liquor at his house, and he got liquored up, and then he went and mm-hmm. talked to women. So I tried to save him by stealing it. What you do is you, got, I'm taking the garbage out. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm taking the garbage out. They have a big garbage area. You go take everything out. And then you take the bottles that nobody should. There's a 15 more minutes left in this party. I got six bottles of Tito's yeah. back here. The good shit, I too. put the Tito's in the garbage bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. Start walk. Come on. I got to go put the garbage out. Okay. Walk to my car before the garbage, which is parked on the street out in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Put it in the back seat of my car, put the garbage in, come back in. Did you drop the garbage off? Yes, I did. Yeah, I'm a good worker. Sarah Colonna loads up her bag. I'm going to rope my garbage out. She goes, mm-hmm. goes to her car, puts in some Malibu. I honestly steal, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking because I don't even drink. And I still have some of those bottles. This is 15 <laughs> years ago. I still have a bottle of Malibu rum in my... in my. Uh, well, what you're thinking is it's about to all get thrown away. It was going to get when thrown away. When I worked events, like, there would be just, like, you know, stakes in the back yeah. of the house. And, like, people would judge judge all you want, but a busboy who hasn't had oh, a steak in six months... Shit, yeah. He's Love like, it. damn, I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was, this is my life, people. So, I'm not going to be Flash. I'm not going to be directing 1D Years Reboot. I'm not uh, any of these people, but I, you know, I'm not doing push-ups mm-hmm. in the in the audition room. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not the brilliance of actor that Brian Callen is. Oh, get more Brian Callen, please. We need more of this genius, Brian Callen. No, but everybody's the same. You watch these movies. Oh, I'm watching last night. America's Got Talent. I happen to turn it on because I know a comedian who's on it. Mm-hmm. Lace Larrabee. And I know, I've known Lace forever. She's open for me a bunch in Atlanta. She's a super nice person, and she's on the show. Now, listen, I know these people who do America's Got Talent. They've been in the business a long time. They know America's Got Talent is, is an uphill battle for a comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay? and But they're like, I need some sort of exposure, and it does work to sell tickets, yeah. or at least it used to, on the road, so I'm going to do it. So And they got some good comedians. Anyway, but you, you have no chance in hell on that show because it's a fucking... So I started watching it last night. And I do kind of enjoy... I've kind of enjoyed it in the past, I have to say. There's been times where I'll get I'll get hooked on a story. They give you a backstory. Mm-hmm. And then I got burned. My hands got burned when I was changing a car battery. But now I can play the violin. Yeah. So, I, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, I get it. It gets me. Oh, and look at this guy coming out playing the violin with his burnt hands. <laughs> and it's exciting. But... The stupidness. I mean, these are this is the finals now. We're getting into like the finals. Mm. These are the talented. I guess. I guess. I don't know. And I have to agree with Simon Cowell. This guy's hitting the buzzer. Like the it's a very loud mm-hmm. like you suck. Bye bye. And I don't know the ultimate isn't it the ultimate goal of America's Got Talent? It's like to be in Vegas, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it to like have a million yeah, dollar show a in residency. Vegas? Yeah. And I, we all know what the shows are in Vegas. It's not this stupid no. shit. Like it's not the, it's not a bunch of kids from New Guinea, uh, dancing, dancing. It's mm. just not. They, they got to go back to New Guinea and go to school. Yeah, they're they're seven years old. W- what are you gonna do with this kid? Mm-hmm. You gonna keep him out of school to go perform at the Luxor for the next I mean, year yeah, and a half? They're not gonna. The only dance show in Vegas is the Jabberwockies. The I Jabba, don't think these kids did, are gonna dethrone yeah, the and that, that, That's a bunch of thirty-eight-year-old Filipinos mm-hmm. under those white masks. And, and, and Joe and Coy. Scary I think Joe, Joe Coy's Coy. involved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen. 
So I'm watching this, and this kid comes out, and he, and now I guess I'm supposed to find this funny. I guess America has been dumbed down so much. You know, I talked about it in the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Morons are ruling the world. And I know that this show's for morons, and it's for kids, and it's for whatever. But this kid comes out, and he's got like a jumpsuit on, and he starts doing like a slow song. And I'm like, oh, this is obviously a shtick, right? Something's going to happen here. And sure enough, he goes, can somebody take my guitar? And they're pretending they're shocked, you know? Heidi Klum's mm-hmm. pretending she's, what's happening? She's looking at the, at the Howie Mandel, and Howie Mandel's looking at the girl from Modern Family, Sofia Vergara. Mm-hmm. They're looking around like, what is happening? As if they're not in on this bit that's yeah. been rehearsed for six six hours before the show started, and uh, this kid takes off the jumpsuit, and he start and he's a, now he's a rocker and he's screaming Rawr! into the microphone and he's singing a song called uh, che- uh, Parmesan Cheese. Ooh. We want Parmesan cheese, Parmesan cheese. We want Parmesan cheese, and the crowd is going fucking berserk. They're jumping up and down like they like they're watching the Rolling Stones. But I guess they, you know, they they feed them, they feed them, they get these people hopped up, you know. Yeah. These, they they bust these kids in from low income neighborhoods to give them fifty dollars to sit in the audience, and they, uh, you know, jack them up with Otis Spudmeyer muffins, and uh, tell them to applaud stupidness like, mm-hmm. like Parmesan, Parmesan cheese. cheese. You want some of Parmesan cheese? <laughs> oh my God, you haven't? Yeah, let's do hear. I it. Ever. Oh, I'm sorry, people. You got to be put through this. All this right. is the finals. Yeah. This kid made it through certain levels. Got a leather vest on. That was the audience singing along. Oh, oh. There, there he was getting yeah. the buzzer. Yeah, Heidi Klum didn't buzz us him. She thought yeah. it was so fun. She's that weird German humor. Ben Lapidus. Yeah, That's Ben Lapidus or whatever. Ben Lapidus, Who gives yeah. a fuck? Anyway. <laughs> so then this poor Lace Larrabee. Talent, baby. Oh, and then I watch... Then I watch this Lace Larrabee now, a comedian, has to follow this. Yeah. And there's no, just no way. There's and you're not no allowed way. to talk about it. No, no exactly. You yeah. can't reference it. You can't. And, she, you know. Are they on the book? They're very on the book, right? They're, what do you mean? With, like, they want to know your set you're doing. Oh, I I, yes. As a matter of fact. She's she got to stick with what she right. told them she's going to be doing. They tell her. Yeah. They look at her act. They're like, here's what you're going to do. That's yeah. what she. I, oh, okay. I watched her Instagram live after. And she mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Anyway. So you just, no chance. She's got no chance. Just just no chance because she's out there just talking about life as a mm-hmm. comedian does. And there's just no chance she followed Parmesan cheese. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then and then Simon buzzes her like mid set. Like, and she's like, I mean, it's tough to come back from. she actually works in entertainment. Yeah, like it's tough to like come back from. But listen, I'm not going to disagree with Simon because Simon's like, listen, we're trying to find the best here. So this is this ain't it. Uh-huh. Boom, you're not going to win. So why why go on with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, nothing against Lace, but you're not going to win. Beep, done. And then some, I saw some dancing. This couple came out, they were dancing. And they were good dancers, but they were doing the same thing over and over. And Simon again, Burp, you're done. Why? Yeah. Because you're not going to win. Because we're looking you, for winners now. Yeah, you're not great. <clears throat> but then, the first week, we're all laughing about how yeah, bad you right, are. Right, right. Now, now we buzz now you. Now we need the fucking Terry Fader. Mm-hmm. That's who we want. Terry Fader's going to sell out. For dumb people who want to mm-hmm. see, you know, puppets talk. Terry Fader's going to sell out Vegas. Terry Fader's a success. That's what we want. You're yeah. going to be dancing. This buzz. Bzz. And the other people don't buzz quick enough. Like, don't waste our time here. Come on. And now, here comes a bunch of NFL, like, I guess, ex-NFL players who have a choir. 
Okay. And they start singing Happy by Pharrell or something. It's the cheesiest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, I, I guess this isn't for me. Uh-uh. Like, I guess this is for dumb people. Here's who this is for. And this is a real thing that just happened to me. And I'll break it down to something as simple as this. This is who I guess America's Got Talents for. So I shouldn't be mad at it because it's not for you. Mm-mm. It's not for me. Um, I got a message yesterday on Facebook. I guess somebody's thinking about going to my shows uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be in uh, Lexington, Kentucky at Comedy Off Broadway, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's When you guys hear this podcast on Thursday, I will be in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay? Excited about it. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fine. going to be a fun weekend. Person writes me on Facebook and she says, hi, Chris, I'm thinking of coming to your show. Can I ask you, do you swear a lot? And do you do jokes about religion? Because I will not come if you do any jokes against Jesus or swear a lot. This is a real Mm -hmm. thing written to me on Facebook. In 2022. And it's this, you could see the woman who it is. This is, it's obviously someone who does not belong. And I I like, do I need to respond to this? Like, Mm -hmm. do I need to? Even like what would I even want her? Even if I was a clean comic, do I want this person who says, here's, I'm thinking of coming. She emails you the lines not to cross yes. before the here's show starts. Here's a couple starts. of parameters that yeah. I will not stand for. If you make fun of Jesus, which I do not in my act. But now that we're thinking about <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. it. But now that you brought yeah. it up. And, and, and oh. do I swear? Sure, I swear. I'm a fucking comedian. Buck, buck, bucky, buck, buck. Um, anyway, so that's. I found, so this is who is watching these ex-NFL players singing happy. Mm-hmm. Now they go back to the judges, the four of them, who they're buzzing everybody. I mean, the Simon's buzzing everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You people make me happy. It's ha- It was so bad and so cheesy. And like, what the fuck are you going to do? What are you going to do with 35 ex-NFL players? Mm-hmm. You're going to have them do a show in Vegas? Who's coming to this dumb shit? Yeah. Like, I, I was so infuriated last night reading reading five stories. I read Ezra Miller, then I read Fred Savage, then I watch America's Got Talent. This is all Hollywood-based shit. And I'm like, I have to go tomorrow morning and tape a <laughs> podcast in a hot garage yeah. because I'm not Ezra Miller. I'm not dumb, dumb. I'm not singing about Parmesan cheese. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm actually doing, I believe, legitimate work. I, I, I truly believe that. I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Like, I believe that this podcast, and this woman writes me. I don't know how, how she even knows me or how she found me. Maybe she saw an ad for the, the show and yeah. then found me on Facebook. Like, she doesn't seem to be a fan of this podcast or anything. And if she And she was, doesn't seem like she goes to comedy clubs no. on a whim. And so the, these are the things that I have to deal with because I'm not Ezra Miller and mm-hmm. I'm not Fred Savage out, you know, just, just making out with people in bathrooms just mm-hmm. for no reason just and just being just getting having dark eyes you, i was gonna say because your eyes don't even have darkness oh boy let's get back to like cover to cover stuff sorry everybody this one was was way too uh show business heavy i, I got way too much into the show business there's much more to talk about oh one more one more show business story and i found this one to be a little interesting this guy sean bean sean bean you know him You've seen him. He's been in everything. I think he was in Lord of the Rings, in Game of Thrones. He had a ton mm-hmm. of shit. Everyone knows Sean Bean. If you see him, you're like, oh, that's Sean Bean. Anyway, Sean Bean got in a lot of trouble because he was in an, uh, an article the other day. And 
I guess on the sets now, they have a thing called intimacy coordinators. Mm-hmm, yes. So during sex scenes in movies, there'll be someone on the set who's considered an intimacy coordinator, and they'll make sure everything stays up to, above, snuff. up to snuff, above the board, whatever term you want to use. And he said in this article- What a job. How do I get that job? Times of London- uh, oh, you know who that is. Yeah. Hey, it's not you, Alex. Uh-uh. It's some, I'm not allowed. You know, you know who that is. Yeah. That's uh, some gal with cat, cat hair all over her sweater. Mm. Get, you get, watch your hands. Watch your hands. Sean Bean, watch your hands. I tell you, this son of a bitch, he's, <laughs> I don't know if he's Irish or whatever, but he's all hands all over this gal. Hey, hey, what, let me see your pants. Are you are you semi erect there, Sean Bean? You better watch yourself. Now go cool off. Oh, Jesus, Key Rice Almighty. Look at this guy. I'm an intimacy coordinator and I will not stand for any of this. Hey, Fred Savage, stop, stop now, you son of a bitch. We this is not the one D year. All right, that's what that's who the, that's who this is. Yeah, you I know. know. It is. It's not that's not anyway. So so he's at the Times of London in a magazine. He said he's not a fan of intimacy coordinators because he fears that it would spoil the spontaneity of intimate scenes. I think the natural way lovers behave would be ruined by someone bringing it right down to a technical exercise, he said. It would inhibit me more because it's drawing attention to these things. Now, all right, Sean Bean. This is also, you're making a movie here. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not your bedroom. Yeah. Like, I get what he's saying. Like, if you had an intimacy coordinator in your bedroom, it might fuck you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there is, there's You know cameras, we're not actually fucking, right? <laughs> it seems like he wants to. And he's like, get this brought out of here yeah. so I can fuck around How a little bit. How are we supposed bit. to capture you know? how like, good I am? Come on, everybody. Let's have some fun here. It seems like that's where he's yeah. going. So then he kind of like, he's, he's talking about, I guess he's in Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. this this t- show on TNT. Show. I saw the movie. It was great. The movie's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah. Anyway, and the, and the girl in that is Alina Hall, who's in it with him. And, uh, and he... Uh, said something about her. He's like, we had a scene together, an intimate scene, and you know she's from she's a theater person, theater background, so she's up for anything. Now, of course, I'm doing. No, what he I know said, he's an what Irish. he said was he said this one had a musical cabaret background. He called her this one. Yeah, and he said she's up for anything. <laughs> yeah, right? she's up for this one had a musical film cabaret background. So she's up for anything. And he, so basically, he said this intimacy coordinator is getting in the way of a good time. Yeah. This girl's a cabaret performer. They love this it. One. They love it. <laughs> so. I, so this girl has to write immediately the tweet, you know, like, excuse me, Sean Bean, uh, just because I'm a cabaret performer, whatever that means, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not up for anything, you know, improvisational background. She says I have some. And then, of course, Rachel Z- Zegler, who is a young, uh, she's actually excellent in um, she, West Side Story. She's mm-hmm. in West Side Story. She was very good at it. She she immediately went to Twitter and said, intimacy coordinators established the environment safety for actors. I was extremely grateful for the one on West Side Story. They showed grace to a newcomer like myself and educated those around me who've had years of experience. Now, let me say this about Rachel Zegler. She was in scenes in West Side Story with that kid who was probably 10, 15 years older than her. Mm-hmm. And he's been in some, pro- he's had some problems. Yep. He's had all sorts of uh, inappropriate behavior issues going on. So she's like, this guy's. I got to do scenes with this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Can't keep his hands off people. So that's her issue. And also this Rachel Zegler. She's always. She, remember she was mad because she didn't get nominated for an Oscar. She's mm. like, well, fuck you. You didn't yes. nominate me for an Oscar. I do recall. She was very good. Jamila Jamel. She's also chimed in. She's she's always got she chimes in about everything. Is mm-hmm. Jamila Jamel? 
She's in She-Hulk. Oh, what a piece of crap that looks like. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's great, people. I don't know. I saw a commercial. I wanted to, I'd rather watch uh, the kids singing about Parmesan cheese. Uh, it should only be technical. It's like a stunt. I agree with these women. Like, it's a fucking, like, does Sean Bean really think he's going to get it on? And mm. he's, okay, let me just say, uh, I'm going to go across the board on saying this now. Forget intimacy coordinators. How about this? We're done with sex scenes and movies. We don't need it anymore. And listen, we needed it back in the old days when we didn't have, when the only thing we had was Playboy magazine, paper, like actual physical paper edition. Mm -hmm. And we got, and we had to look at Barbie Benton's giant bush. That's what we had. And we had nothing else. We didn't have access to porn mm. or access to, you know, I'm talking, you could see anything now if you, with a touch of a, a button. Anything. Anything. Capital A. Nobody needs to see sex scenes in movies anymore. It was, it was fine back in the old days when I had to watch Michael Douglas get it on mm -hmm. in Basic Instinct. Yeah. 63-year-old ass. Whatever. Those were all fine. But, you know, nobody cares about intimacy in movies anymore. We're done with it. You know, I guess the I don't watch this HBO I mean, show. Everything's shot on a green screen. How personal does this one scene need to be? Well, like I would, if I was an like it is weird. I saw a couple of people now chiming in about this. Rachel Zegler being one of mm. them, who was 19 years old in West Side Story. Like it is weird, and uh, the one actress, uh, Ansel no Amanda oh. Seyfried, mm. said something about. I feel weird that I did nude scenes when I was 19. I'm like. Why is she doing nude scenes when she's 19? What mm. the fuck is wrong with everybody? Yeah. I mean, listen, I know 19's of age and everything, but Amanda Seyfried doesn't need to be doing nude scenes at 19. Are you all insane? I swear to God, I'm the only person with an ounce of sense in this whole fucking city. Mm-hmm. And Alex. And he's insane. Yeah. Completely. You got to hear him pitch stories to me. <laughs> he sits down and pitches stories when, he, when we first get into the garage. I don't know what news site this guy's on. The Horribleshit.com. He go, and he knows that he's been doing this podcast for four years. He knows what we talk about. And he goes, here's an interesting story. They found a woman, a, bur a body burning in Griffith Park. Her body was on fire. What? Here's an interesting story. They, they killed a guy in Brazil, a jujitsu fighter. You want me to talk about this on the podcast? I didn't these, say for these us. These are good stories. This is for... And then he, there was a guy going 100 miles an hour in Florida. What? These are, these are the stories he pitches me. And you guys go on the Facebook page. He comes up with the greatest ideas. You, he, oh, yeah? Well, how, how about he does a couple of jokes on the burning body? How about that? All right. So did you hear about this? <laughs> All right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so anyway, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about that story. I thought the intimacy Now, coordinator. in my defense, it's because I don't read the news often, and there's a lot of crazy stay things away, happening. Alex, I know. stay away from the news. I got off it. I went to. cold turkey. These and, are the things. And we, I tuned back in for this podcast, and I see self-immolation. I'm yes. sorry. Toys are us. Toys are us. Now, once again, this is me being the only sane person in the world. Mm -hmm. I thought they were out of business. Uh-huh. Thank you, Alex, for saying that. Oh, they were. were. Yeah. Not anymore. Jeffrey's my, gone. They're back. Jeffrey's oh. the giraffe. Jeffrey makes you laugh. Uh, yeah, they're back. They are back. Toys R Us is back, and they know where they're popping up in? Macy's. Macy's. Uh, how'd I know? Macy's is now going to have a Toys R Us section in Macy's. Where, And I got to say, at first I thought this sounds insane. Mm -hmm. This is a stupid idea. Macy's is already struggling itself. Why take on... A, a, a defunct toy store that already has a bit of a stink on it mm -hmm. and now put it in your Macy's. Let me say this. Okay, let me say this, everybody. I recently have been had to shop for toys. I've had to shop for toys for different parties. It's very hard to Go do. Getting, and you can't, there's no toys. I, I am online. Outside of Target, 
Only Target has toys. Nobody else has toys. So you got it. Where the fuck am I going to go for toys? You know what? Now to Macy's, Toys R Us and Macy's. Okay. I might go over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a bad call. There's going to be eight Macy's that are going to now have Toys R Us I was departments at, uh, I was in at, them. I walked through this Macy's by where I stayed in Boston and the departments looked a little more like it they, seems they are. like it seems they, like they're trying to grow a little You know what you they know, did? Modernize. They, I think they listened to cover to cover. Yep. Who I said, who's ever the buyer over at Macy's, who's ever they're ruining the store. Macy's can be a good there are good stores out there. Mm-hmm. I'll target Nordstrom. They're there's stores that are doing it right. Whoever, uh, Bloomingdale's doing mm-hmm. it right. There's some stores that are doing it right. Who's ever doing it over at Macy's is a fucking crazy person. And they need to be fired immediately. I don't know if they did it because I went in recently. And I have to say, they took a lot of this shit. They had horrible, mm. horrible. A lot of bad Bar stuff. three or whatever this horrible, like their low rent uh, design. It would just like horrible. Who would wear this shit? What Persian club fucking guy is going to wear that <laughs> terrible sweater? You know, just horrible yes. shit. And uh, and then they packed too much on the on the racks, too much. You can't Wait. even get your hand in there to to like maneuver around to see mm-hmm. will these pants fit me? You got to move shit around. And there's horrible never anything shit. in the bed. Ba- Everything they have is on the table, all yeah. of it. And then they got this one area. Where I mean, literally, go over there. There's people firing guns. There's chickens running around. It's called like it's called final sale, seventy percent off. There's shit, there's a fire, like literally a fire in the corner. Mm-hmm. They're burning clothes. There's there's unattended babies walking around. It is I'm like you got to get rid of that section. Chaos. Whatever, however you want to, just put the shit online or mm-hmm. give it to a, give, a sell it to Ross. Yeah, sell it to Ross. Give it to somebody. It's making your place look bad. I go over there. I, I walk around, see what. Oh, do I need a do I need a yellow suit? You know, forty eight dollars. I thank God I you know I don't make these purchases, but uh, I, I take a look from time to time. Speaking well, I, saw, of, well, go ahead, I did see. A, I saw F A O Schwartz, who I didn't know was still around. F A O Schwartz. Schwartz. I'm sorry. Schwartz. I thought it was Schwartz. I'm sorry. It is. But they're at the. They're uh, in airports now. So yeah. Well, they, it is. It seems yeah. like the toy store is coming. You know, it's because people have the same issue I have. Yeah. I, where do I get toys? Like, I, and I know you say Amazon, and that, that is true, but. Sometimes you got to go to these yeah. parties in a pinch, you know. Mm. Like I, I can't wait two days to get this. I need it now. Yes. And Target's your only your only option. And uh, now Macy's and uh, Fao Schwarz, as Alex said. Uh, okay. Speaking of colors, speaking of yellow suits, this is something we love to do on this podcast, mm-hmm. and people seem to really be into it. Sherman Williams, Sherman. Sh- oh, sorry. Now I'm like Alex Sherwin, not Sherman Williams. Sherwin Williams. Like my dumb friend who still calls it Basket and Roberts. <laughs> Basket uh, you Roberts. Go to Basket and Roberts? That's not what it's called, but I'll go with you anyway. Anyway, I went with my daughter was yesterday. Basket I got to kill Roberts. time. So I said, let's go up to get some ice cream. So we go up to get some ice cream. And I walk in, now, and I spotted one of my favorite things. And I, I want to just sit down one day and interview these people, because why not? Everybody loves ice cream. Everybody. But if you're a man, a man of a certain age, I think, you, you, there's some, there comes a time in your life where you, you have to enjoy your ice cream in the privacy of your own home. Okay. If Let's say, okay, I'm just going to give you a number. If you're a 62-year-old man and you want an ice cream cone, you can't go to Baskin-Robbins and then sit inside the Baskin-Robbins by yourself and eat your ice cream cone. You just can't. Mm-mm. For I don't know why. It's an unwritten rule, but you got to take it to go or you got to. But there was a guy, 62-year-old man. 
sat sitting in there with his ice cream cone. He got into his car and he said, I'm going to go get an ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. It's hot here in LA and I'm going to sit inside this air conditioning place and I'm going to enjoy my ice cream. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, there's something wrong with that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's such odd seeing a grown man Worst case enjoying scenario, ice cream by himself. You're a little bit of a pervert. Best case Maybe. scenario, you're a widower. It's bringing the kids down. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's sad. <laughs> or just a regular guy who wants an ice cream. Okay, sure. I, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Alex just buzzed over that. Maybe just a normal, nice guy who wants ice cream. Alex, like, he's either, he's got a dead wife or he's a pervert. <laughs> so, but anyway. See, I, I got to quit watching uh, the but, news. But I, I... He probably burning bodies in Griffith Park. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like ice cream, and I want to do it sometimes myself. But I'm like, I can't. I gotta go. I'll take it to go. I'll go to you know one of these places, Baskin Robbins, whatever, mm -hmm. and then I'll walk down the street. Yeah, but this Baskin Robbins in an area doesn't really know walking, so I I understand what the guy was doing. But it is. I'm just saying, everybody, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on these people. Yeah. Okay, Sher Sherwin Williams. Are you ready for this, everybody? Now, we do it every year over here on Cover the Cup. We're four years in, and we've given you color of the year, color of the year. Sharon Williams, the colors that will rule the interiors of 2023. Ooh. Okay? They're not even saying yet. Hang on, everybody. This is just a tease. Okay? So I read this whole, whole article. The result is, here's what they're doing over there. They're calling it Terra, T-E-R-R-A, Terra, like terracotta. Terracotta. Not Terra, like Alex's stories that he pitches. Uh, <laughs> it's a 40 colors spanning the spectrum of green, blue to brown, warmer neutrals, and even pops of yellow. They separated, they're separating them. This is for 2023. They're separating them into four palettes, Biome, Lore, Nexus, and Origin are the colors of Terra. Collectively represent notions of connection, whether with the earth, our creative practices, ourselves, or our wildish dreams. Okay. Now, do you guys remember what the color of 2022 was? Evergreen fog. Oh, Evergreen okay. fog was the 20 Sherwin Sherwin Williams color of 2021 was 2021 was urbane bronze and okay. 2022 was evergreen fog. Okay. Okay? Now they're saying what do you believe is going to be the color of 2023? They already have it picked, but they're not telling us yet. They're going to have a big reveal but here are some of the front runners and my in my opinion okay alex okay i'm gonna say and I, now if this comes to be comes out turns out to be true i want you guys all to remember who told you first i'm gonna say here's the color of 2023 hamburg gray okay hamburg gray gray you heard it here first everybody what what should i paint my kitchen hamburg gray what mm. should i paint my daughter's bed hamburg gray I'm thinking of painting Hamburg gray. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. I want to hang a bunch of ugly uh, art that I got at um, Home Goods on the walls. What should I paint the walls before I hang it? Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. You don't have any taste. <laughs> You're probably watching uh, America's Got Talent right now and cheering for the guy singing about Parmesan cheese or the ex-NFL players in a choir. Dumb, dumb. So if you're looking at, I'm, I'm just looking at pictures. It's very like free people-y. It's very bohemian. Yeah, that's it's what very, it is. That's, that's, that's what they're going That's the to. hot look. I know. Yeah, yeah that's that's the look, everybody. It's, Dury yeah. beige. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's coming. Dury beige. Dury beige. That's, I don't like it. I don't okay. like beige. You know who likes beige? My fucking wife's mother. <laughs> oh, she goes, she painted that, she painted that damn Malibu place beige. Okay, now I've gotten rid of most of it. 
sneakily I'm doing it, if that's even a word. Mm-hmm. And we got the, the one thing in there that looks great is the fireplace, the white brick fireplace. Mother comes in the other day. She goes, thinking of painting this beige. Like, what? The, Don't let her see this. No. This countdown. No. I said, we're painting it Humboldt gray. What did yeah, I say? Humboldt gray. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Oh, that's the color of 23. Yeah. So that it's, it's you know, the look, you know, mm-hmm. the look. it's a lot of like just earthy, yeah. quiet tones. Looks like your wife collects crystals. I love it. I, you know, and it, and they did say that this is going to be, they want this palette out there for like hotels and mm-hmm. gathering places of people. It's a good, because yeah. the world is fucked up right now. And I mean, they think soft, these colors are going to suck. Yeah. And you, you know, you don't realize how colors do affect you. Am I, I'm totally losing everybody right now, no. but they do. Like you walk in these hotel rooms and some of them are like, oh, it's going to be a long weekend. Yeah, neon in, green yeah. wall. And what then the you walk is- in some and like, oh, I like what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Some pops of color. They, they did some fun stuff with the bedspread, mm-hmm. whatever they call that thing. Yeah. Duvet. Charcuteries, Alex. We talk about those a lot here on the podcast. Char- what are we on? How are we doing on time? We're at 101. All right. We'll, do, we'll give you a little charcuterie mm-hmm. news. There's, there's hot charcuterie news. And we love a charcuterie over here. My mother loves a charcuterie. I mm. sent her a charcuterie. We've st- we've done it twice now. We've made the mistake twice. Uh, uh, we we once bit, twice shy. And I still have no idea what that means, but mm-hmm. I, I still say it. I have no idea what it means. I've heard it a thousand times in my life. No idea what it means. But I believe it's if you, you get fucked twice. That's kind of, yeah. I believe it. So that we did. They get you coming, they get you going. Anyway, we sent my mother a charcuterie. The makings of a charcuterie. And uh, it was way too much for them to wrap their heads around over the Frangiola house. They mm-hmm. were like, well, first of all, they don't even know how to accept packages. They believe everything is a scam. So when something arrives upon their door, they believe that if they open it, they're going to have to pay for it. So they immediately send it back. So I have to send things four different times. No, mom, it's a gift for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you sure, Christopher, you sent it? Yes, because we sent it back. All right, I'm going to send <laughs> okay. it back to you again. Okay, and that's your call again. Was that the one? Because we sent it back. No, that's the one. Just keep it. And I, all my whole family. Mm-hmm. I sent donuts to my nephew. It was his birthday. He loves donuts. I sent him a case of donuts. Three days later, my brother, who doesn't leave, use the front door. They only use the back door. Mm-hmm. He goes, I walked out the front door. There's fucking donuts. Ants all over the donuts. Who the fuck sent donuts to the house? I said, I sent, we sent donuts to, yeah. to, to, to for Chase for his son. birthday. Uh, don't send, don't send anything here. Don't send. We're not, in, we don't have, this is not the neighborhood for, to be sending things. People steal it. There's ants, there's rats. Don't send fucking things here, please. So, all right, I okay. forget it. So a charcuterie I sent to my, to my, to my, my mother. Then of course they, now they got to put the charcuterie together. You know, it doesn't come, you got to put it on no. the board. Yeah. You got to board it up. And my father, of course, just eats it. You know, he takes handfuls of salami and just eats <laughs> it. My mother, you do a gene, don't eat the pepperoni. It's a charcuterie. It's not, you just don't eat it like that. Oh, he doesn't know what a charcuterie mm. is. He wouldn't know a charcuterie. It's a charcuterie, Gene. Uh, uh, Barbara Quinn knows how to do a charcuterie. And now it's a competition for my mother and Barbara Quinn, who apparently is the Martha Stewart of their little neighborhood. She can put together anything, this this uh, this uh, Barbara Quinn. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's great at decorating. She's great at putting a little party on. You should see her invitations. Well, probably. I mean, I mean, they do a thing, Alex, where they, they on New Year's Eve they go from house to house, like six houses. We they start at I don't know six p.m. Mm-hmm. and the first house, second house, third house, and then they end at 
Barbara Quinn's got to be the fucking midnight because she's the queen of decorating. Yeah. And my mother's like, why are we not midnight? Why are you not midnight? Because you got a handful of salami that, that dad yes. chewed on for, for uh, two weeks on the table. That's not going to get you, you midnight gotta make a, Yeah, you got to make Eve. a salami rose. Yeah. Well, Alex, you son of a bitch, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. We're getting to that. Okay. So now, professional charcuterie artist gives brutally honest tips about what makes a good spread. And people are doing the charcuteries now, Alex. Mm. Everybody loves them. I'm going to say this about the charcuterie. Very, very, very overrated. Okay. Very overrated. It's hot right now. This is not going to last. This isn't the time This for thing it. is not. In a year, mm. you're going to be charcuterie yeah. what? Charcuterie, fuck you. Yeah, we okay? waited till global warming to start putting cheese out. Yeah, exactly. Not and everybody, yeah, and when nobody wants germs, everyone's sharing yeah, things, sticking exactly. their hands in the same Fair the, enough. Same figs. Not the right time for it. Anyway, but all of that aside, the boards, what are we going to do with the boards now? Mm. All, this, all of these boards. You don't need a big Texas-shaped cutting board? <laughs> exactly. What the <laughs> fuck am I going to do with this now? I'm not going to have charcuterie every week, and now i got a giant piece of wood. Useless. Okay. Emmy Renner is her name. She's 20 years old. Of course she is. She founded a professional charcuterie business in 2020 before she started college. She's a California native and told the insider she turned her childhood hobby. Okay. Let's stop it right there. Okay. Emmy Renner seems like a wonderful person. Her childhood hobby was charcuterie. What, is, what the fuck is called happening a lunchable here? lady? <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> what we is good? We all had them. I didn't, of course. Alex obviously came from a very wealthy family. Yeah, we were doing okay. Uh, but we, that is, I mean, she, her, so her childhood hobby was charcuterie. Honey, you play with your Barbies? No, I'm slicing them. Mm. I'm, I'm having a. I'm, Pairing an apricot jam with a brie. A what? Oh, God. Don't, oh. don't call Child Protective Services. She yeah. loves she loves boards. Anyway, okay, so these are her tips, everybody. And you're probably out there probably thinking mm-hmm. about putting a charcuterie together. Her tips include, and I disagree 100%. I told you, you guys have heard the story about the charcuterie that we did for my daughter's party. Mm-hmm. We had a lady come. She built this thing. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she kept complaining that the table wasn't big enough. I, it was a nine-foot table. I was like, I'm sorry, honey. What you, uh, this uh, is not the White House. Yeah. Uh, I need a 13-foot table. I'm like, Sistine I will chapel. I will call this 20-year-old bitch who's been doing this shit since she was four. You'll be fired, and I'll have her over mm-hmm. here in 10 minutes. Okay, here's her tips. <clears throat> this is interesting. Her tips include add edible flowers. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you dare. Nobody. And I'm and I'm speaking from the from the most the highest high the, the richest asshole party you go to mm-hmm. where it's just rich assholes. Nobody's sitting there at a party walking around eating a, a flower. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you had? What are, did you have? The flowers? The what? The daffodils? I ate them. What you? They have. Tacos. Oh, we were supposed to eat. They those? have tacos and a hot and a, mm-hmm. and a hamburger truck in the backyard. Did you see the food truck? No, I just ate the daffodils. Yeah. Uh, that's not, nobody, what? So that's what she says. Include edible flowers. Bullshit. Don't, don't. Nobody wants edible flowers. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And this, okay. Now this is the best part of this whole day for me. And you're going to get to it in a second. She also says, avoid salami roses. Avoid the trend, the hot trend in charcuterie mm-hmm. right now, salami roses. Yeah. So I tell Alex before we come to air, I say, Alex, <laughs> 
<laughs> this girl says to avoid salami roses. Alex says, what? And he said, yeah, she doesn't like salami roses. Alex goes on to tell me that not only is he a fan of salami you roses, never avoid the he knows salami how to make rose. them. Then he begins to tell me how you fold salami to make it a salami rose. Yeah. And he shows me pictures of salami Dude. roses that he has made in the past. This chick is not a professional. This guy loves salami. And not only, he's not a, he's not a complete heathen no. who just eats it like, you know, just I'm flat. not your father. Yeah, I don't exactly. Eat not my father. I'm not eating handfuls of it flat. He's making a rose out of yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, she disagrees with you, Alex. She says, Emmy Renner was a senior in high school. She transformed her childhood. She started making cheese. Oh, anyway, we don't want to hear about her. So he's a food placement is everything. That's what she says. Never underestimate the well. No shit. Yeah, I need you to tell me that's that's uh, entire that's what a charcuterie art, board that's is. That's what the art is. Now, once again, I'm looking at this picture of her charcuterie board that she says never underestimate the importance of the food placement. It's too packed. That's my problem with charcuterie. She's got too much on here. Okay, I'm going to tell you the things to leave off, everybody. First of all, um. The flowers, the edible flowers. No, nope. nobody wants it. I can. And I know the people who listen to this podcast. Who do you think you are putting edible flowers on? That's not who your people. Mm-hmm. That's not coming to your house. They're not the guy wearing the Tommy Bahama, and uh, and the guy wearing the South Pole jeans mm-hmm. in your backyard. He doesn't want edible flowers. Okay, your son's friend in the South Pole. Yeah, you're not making <laughs> a. You're not making it's a my favorite cup, reference. South Pole jeans. South Pole jeans. <laughs> Every ex-convict in the world has South Pole jeans. I stole that joke from my brother Kenny, and um, I'm giving him credit because he listens to this podcast every day. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, lose the dried apricots. Uh, come at me, people. Come at me. Okay. Oh, oh, I see, Alex. Ah, oh, I thought that was her advice. I was going to no, take a strong my, stance against it. That's me, Alex. Okay. I've been doing this shit since I was a child. Any all I've been making fruit? boards since I was a child. The all dried fruit or just the apricots? Just the apricots. Okay. Oh, you know what, Alex? I'll go even. I'll. I'll I'm going to piss you off even more. Okay. How about this? All dried fruit. Don't you? It's crap. What about the spicy dried apricot? I didn't even know they had such like a the thing. The chili powder apricot. Oh, that sounds awful. You, Jesus. oh God, don't ever go to I mean, a party. I'm not saying for a board. House. And but I know I'm you saying. guys might be into it right now. You're all disagreeing with me. <laughs> Alex has been right on several things. The pronunciation <laughs> of FAO Schwarz, and he's saying dried apricot is great, and he makes a salami rose. Okay, I'm saying lose that. Um, and then she's got the other stuff I'm, I'm all about, like the brujut, you know, the brujut, the salami, the pepperoni, good. All the cheeses, good. The honey, good because I like honey, but it, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. You know, you got to sit there and now it's got to drizzle. People are waiting behind you. I'm drizzling. Oh, how much longer you got to drizzle? I don't know. It's fucking honey. It yeah. takes a long time to come off this honey spoon. You know the thing? The yeah. honeycomb spoon? Yeah. The now you got wooden. that in your house. Like, what am I going to do with this? We had a party eight years ago mm-hmm. and now that thing lives in the junk drawer. So just leave it there. But are we going to have a party again? We should throw it out. Honey, we might have a party we again. Might. Leave it there. Okay. So that, I'd say that, anyway, she says it's important how you put it. You can also never go wrong adding edible flowers. We already did that. I disagree with that. Keeping a color palette in mind will help stop things from going awry. She's saying use grapes, cheeses, and meats to anchor the board. Okay. I agree with that. I'm going to agree with her on that. I don't mind grapes. Like them. I don't know if it's something I'm going to be popping at a party, though. I... Oh, look at this giant one she's made. That's almost disgusting. It's almost gross. Let me see huh? it. It's like 15 feet yeah. long. Do you know how much this girl charges for a charcuterie? 
she gets okay. Here she goes. I mean, that one's that's pretty elaborate. Well, first of all, here's where she says she gets her stuff, which I disagree with. She gets oh you you could do a discount board. She says okay. Mm. She says you don't necessarily have to go to Whole Foods and spend a hundred dollars. You can go to Aldi and spend twenty five. Yeah, and make everybody at your party sick with the horrible shit they yeah. sell at Aldi. That you know, it's mm. not it's not the it's not the real stuff. It's counterfeit. And I know people got, I, I made fun of Aldi before, and oh, a lot people of people were very upset. They're like, we love Aldi. Ah, listen, mm. you poor bastards. I Feels can't, like a food for less I than can't help me. you classless folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as I talk, you know, with my T-Mobile Tuesday. Excited about T-Mobile Tuesday. Yeah, this, I mean, it's it's too much. Okay, that's that's basically it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this charcuterie, this 20-year-old charcuterie girl's been doing it. Since she was a child, this is what cover to cover does. You know, mm-hmm. we like to run, jump all over the board. We cover it, cover to cover, cover everything. Mm-hmm. We'll cover Ezra Miller. We'll cover charcuterie boards. We'll cover the color of the year. Isn't that what a podcast should be? Yeah. Like you want to sit and listen and go, man, I'm learning a lot here. I just gave you, I, I gave you my guess for color of the year. Alex went a, Alex went a different direction. Alex went with a soft. Uh, I think it's going to be the Drury Beige. Was that a Drury Beige? <laughs> Something like that. Sure. Close <laughs> enough. Uh, Renner does avoid one popular charcuterie. Oh, salami roses. She oh, and yeah. there's a picture of salami rose. It looks nice. It's she nice. says she says they're highly overrated. She calls it hack. She she does call it hack. Oh, look at the charcuterie board that she points out mm. as a shitty one. She's like, this is what you don't want to do. Oh my god. Okay, first of all, it's got big giant like carnations on it. I okay. mean, I don't know what trash. This might be my mom's. This might be the <laughs> one my mom made for the for her uh, New Year's Eve party. It's got cupcakes on it. It's got fucking cupcakes on it. Oh, mm. it, you know what? I think it might be Valentine's theme. This is, but the board is for savory. <clears throat> it's snacks. got like an Oscar Mayer, like a like an olive loaf Ooh. cut into the shape of a heart. It's got an olive loaf, and then it's got a bunch of salami roses. Well, this girl's in this just, case, this I girl, agree with her. This girl's just being catty now. Yeah. she took the ugliest, shitty white trash charcuterie board she can find, and uh, and is making fun of it, and that's not nice. Mm. Okay. Oh, Alex. I don't know if you. This is what you know, this got? is the best topic we've ever done. What do we I got? Have to, I don't know. You. I know you guys have all probably checked out when we were talking about the paint colors, but I hope you. I hope some of you stayed on board because this is the best topic we've ever done. Here's what she says. Here's what this Abby Renner or whatever her name is says. She says cubed orange cheese is unsophisticated. Don't get like just square okay. cubed orange cheese. Unsophisticated. Go for white, hard, break-off cheeses. It looks okay. better. I'm not going to disagree with her on that one. Cubed I'm, orange cheese will never look sophisticated when I said, admitting that it's a controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what I just said. I, I actually thought Alex was going to say he likes cubed cheeses. No, I agree with that. But I also, I say you don't go, you don't replace it for a break-off cheese. We want people to enjoy this board. I say you go soft white. You go a good pepper okay. jack. What she says, Alex, this Alex has, this is the, the guy has come to life. I mean, you got to see he's got <laughs> color in I his face. Color. He's excited to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, when I brought up salami roses before this guy jumped out of his seat, he was so excited mm. to sink his teeth into a good salami rose topic. He's been waiting four years. One of he's our like, fans sent me some, a very good soprasata, by the way. Thank oh, really? You. Yes. Oh, that is nice of them. And He's been waiting four years. He's been sitting here biding his time. Like, is this asshole ever going to talk about salami roses? And in fact, today's his lucky <laughs> My day. My day comes. His day. Every dog has his day, as yeah. they say. Uh, 
She says she doesn't she doesn't like the color. It's not necessarily the square. Mm-hmm. She says when I go into a party and I see orange cheese cubes, I think you ruined it. You could have you could have just done a white cheddar. It would have looked a lot better. Now, obviously, she doesn't go to the dry cleaners that I go to, mm-hmm. Milton Eddie's in Burbank. Uh, Milton Eddie's famous, famous Milton Eddie's dry clean, twenty four hours, seven days a week, never closed. Mm-hmm. Big old days pink a year. building, big old pink building on the corner of uh, Blue Blue and blah blah. Pass Avenue, Pass and Avenue, and um, um, let's say Riverside Drive. Yeah, I something. think you're right. I think it's Riverside Drive. Yeah. Anyway, used to uh, they clean Uggs. They clean Uggs. Oh, do they? Yeah, they like got nobody's. A, oh, business. they got a fucking lot of signs in there. We clean Uggs. Mm-hmm. We clean. They got signs everywhere. We and they always have. They got a bunch of TVs in there, and they and I think it's they're. They behind. I think the TVs are on one VCR. All They're all plugged into one, and I'm talking. I think it's a VCR because mm-hmm. it's really like a shoddy like the white lines um, concert of uh, of uh, uh, Julio Iglesias Jr. <laughs> okay, it's a Julio Iglesias concert. It's always playing mm-hmm. when I and it's just on the fritz every time I go in there. But however, they do have in the cleaners a plate of cheeses for mm-hmm. you for your enjoyment uh, when you're dropping off your clothes. And they go, this girl would be furious. Yeah. They go, just strictly. And you, most people would be like, that's gross. I'm not going to eat cheese from the dry cleaners. Uh, I've had a very good time in there. I sat in there, dropped off my clothes, and then sat around for a little while. Having, they got some coffee. They got uh, little um, little biscuits, little you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, cookies. Shortbread cookies. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I know what you mean. There was one time they had some hot dogs. I don't know what happened. I think business went, uh, yeah. went downhill uh, during the pandemic, so the hot dogs are out. Well, mm-hmm. I got to be. I'm made of money over here. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the hot dogs are out. Uh, Jen Kirkman used to use Milton Eddie's a lot. Yeah. She used to call me and tell me what they had on the board. Okay. You know, she goes, you, know, you better get over here. You better. They got four different types of cheeses going mm-hmm. on right now. I'm going to say that not that Kirkman ate them. She's not She's not an animal like me. Mm-mm. She was like, I'm just letting you know that the cheeses are out right now. Yeah. Get over here. She said, not a dried apricot. And then, and then Kirkman told me she got her rugs cleaned at Milton Eddie's and they didn't do a great job. And they're, mm. and they're constantly touting how they clean Uggs. This is my favorite episode of Cover to Cover ever. I'm sweating my ass off. I've never been hotter. We did great topics. I felt like I was prepared. I had things to discuss. I might have come off a little angry about America's Got Talent. I'm not that angry about it. I actually enjoy it. But some of the stuff is so dumb. And what? let's buzz them quicker. Yeah. We got to buzz them quicker. It's the end. Yeah. Come on. We know who the talented ones are. Let's get to the talented ones faster. Yeah. No bullshit. We're nice the first one. But you know what they do over there at America's Got Talent? Two hours. They do a two hour. They drag yeah. this shit out. It goes from eight to ten. Mm-hmm. And then you know what comes on after at 10 last night? Password. A new Jimmy Fallon game show. Password. Password. Celebrity Password with Chelsea Handler is going to play Password with with John Hamm. Let me tell you something to John Hamm. John Hamm. I'm going to say this, everybody. I said it about Ryan Reynolds. John Hamm, borderline annoying. Listen, Mm -hmm. John Hamm, love you. You are funny for a handsome guy and and a legitimate actor. You're probably a funny guy, but leave the like the real comedy. I know mm-hmm. he's like a comedy guy. He hangs out with comedians. Yeah. And he wants. Oh, he's always at Second City, and he's always trying to be involved in mm-hmm. Largo and that shit. But John, please Largo. do us if he is. He's always yeah. at Largo. He's like hanged out with Zach Galifianakis yeah. and those guys. You know, do us a favor. Leave the comedy to the pros, okay? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that you're doing like passwords and stuff like that, you kind of. You kind of take a little bit of shine off who you, you we want John Hamm to be the guy. We don't know anything about him. Mm. Just this handsome guy who comes in, does cool shit like Mad Men. Don't be cutesy. 
guy who does commercial insurance. He's doing insurance commercials. Oh, with, really? With flow from. Oh. So he's doing flow commercials. It's about time for. But listen, I know everyone's got to pay their rent. I get yeah. that. But John Ham, come on, we 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 love you. Mm-hmm. Don't be the don't be don't be cutesy guy. No, you're not cutesy guy. You're dark, handsome guy. Well, big no. big dick on him. Remember we saw his big dick. In a pair of pants? Yeah, yes, Paparazzi? I do. Yes, you know, I do old, remember that. Like it was like, you, could put, you could put it on a charcuterie board. This thing was so gigantic. Mm. <laughs> well, and he's loved by Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is the great... I don't know if I'm tired. I got to get on a fucking plane in the morning. 4 a.m. I got to start this business uh, to... Uh, I can't even pronounce the city. Lexington, Kentucky. Lex- Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm actually, there's some good stuff to do there. That's a fun some people spot. Are coming. People wrote me, I'm coming. You guys who are listening and you're coming, please stick around and talk to me after the show. I'm desperate for friends. All right, everybody. What can we go out of here on, Alex? Do you have something picked out? You yeah, always I have mean, something picked out. You're always ready. Not even for a Don't reason. Don't play Parmesan cheese again, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Not even for a particular reason. I know we get, We've. I think we've gotten oh, a lot out of the cars I hear it lately. Already, but... But just the idea of enjoying an episode. You know what, Alex? I like this, and I, and I like it for several reasons. Because it was a good episode, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's what we want this show to be. I feel that um, good times are coming back a little bit. Yeah. It's not, as, it's not as depressing as it was a few months ago. And I'm saying everything from gas prices on to, like, a, even the flights now. Yeah. Like, well, then I'm, all of a sudden, I'm like, all right. Here we go. The now, gas normal. is still ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's not as ridiculous. Some things, we're starting to get some really a little light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting some nice colors coming up in mm. 2023. Some soft palettes mm-hmm. coming from the uh, Terra collection. Terra? Terra. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you, the cars. It's a good one. Some early cars. Used to listen to this now. Jimmy Caronto's basement had a pool, had a pinball machine down there, like a real one. Like they fucking rigged it, no quarters. Just press the button and start playing. Real one, not bullshit, not a fake. Real pinball machine and, that, and a piano, a fucking pi- as if any of the Caronto. They, they half of them had their fingers blown off from M80s. They didn't even <laughs> can play piano. They were the, they were like the trashiest. This is the guy who dressed his his uh, mannequins in his dead parents' clothes. Yeah. This is that guy. His, his basement was tricked out. Mm. Piano, pinball machine, pool table. Trash. They were trash. Oh, but they had a piano. Nobody knew how to play. <laughs> anyway. The sign of trash is having a piano yeah. and nobody plays mm-hmm. it. All right, everybody. Thank you. Let the good times roll. See you in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky at Comedy Off Broadway is where I'll be this weekend. Please reach out. Please. I'm begging. Bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.